Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. How's everyone doing today? How are you? Well, let's ask the people that how they doing. How are you guys doing? Yes. How are you? Oh, me, I'm great, you know. Yes, good, good, good. I am definitely doing wonderful. We're back again. That's Gary and right. Julie leading in love. We help leaders take care of their marriages. So excited to be here today is a, a deep conversation. Yes, a very real one that is rising very quickly. Actually, it's been rising quickly for a very long time. I, but I think it's—I don't know if it's heightened, but it's at a—it's at a peak, mm-hmm. and it's been at a peak for a while. Yeah, and people are starting to realize the importance of it. Yep. So, what are we talking about? So today we're going to be talking about how mental health or psychological well-being affects marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very important topic, and we typically try to keep our episodes around 30 minutes, but probably not going to do much justice by doing that. So let's just have the conversation Absolutely. and see where it takes us, right? See, mental illness is a very real issue. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did a bit of research, mm-hmm. and... Barack Obama, right. doing his two year, his two years tenure, eight years as president, he made fourteen public speeches addressing mass shootings. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's about two a year, for every year that he was in power. Mm-hmm. And he, they're basically surrounding two topics: either hate crime mm-hmm. or mental illness. Mm-hmm. So many of the perpetrators were noted or assumed to have had some sort of mental illness right. or they struggled with mental illness. Right. And I think he made that a big part of his platform, or maybe in a second, somewhere in his first and second term. Mm-hmm. Uh, the World Health Organization, WHO, so they spend millions annually on research and understanding and development and interventions in various parts of the world about mental illness. Mm-hmm. And according to the WHO, mental health or psychological well-being is an integral part of an individual's capacity to lead a fulfilling life, mm-hmm. including the ability to form and maintain relationships, mm-hmm. to study, work, or pursue leisure interests, and of course to make day-to-day decisions about education, employment, housing, or other choices. Right, right. Okay, so disturbances to a person's mental well-being can adversely compromise his capacity and the choices made, leading not only to diminished functioning at the individual level, but also the broader welfare losses for the household and society. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now, of course, some parts are more affected by others and by different things. There's so many different types of mental health issues out there. Okay. And one, one thing I realized that once I started looking into it, I started questioning my own behavior. Of course. Or, I should, let me not question, say examine. Yeah. Started examining my own behavior. And, you know, there's times I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe I'm okay. And I'd say maybe I'm not as bad. But mm-hmm. then I really had to think and say, okay, am I really okay? Mm-hmm. Or am I really not as bad? Mm-hmm. 
And I think people, a lot of people go through this where they deny it. Mm -hmm. And I realize that denying it, it often holds you back from getting help. Mm -hmm. I think it's a big deterrent whether or not people choose to pursue the help that they need. Yeah. You know, before things get way too far. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to do a lot of things at a high level as required from time to time if Mm -hmm. you're unhealthy. Mm-hmm. For example, it's hard to be a good father, it's hard to be a good child, it's hard to be a good student, it's hard to be a good employee, it's hard to be a good friend, it's hard to be a good co-worker, be a good spouse, and it's even hard to carry out routine functions when you're unhealthy. And that's the key word, unhealthy. Yes. You know, it's not just physically unhealthy, but mentally as well. 100%. Mm-hmm. LeBron James, one of my favorite athletes, mm-hmm. not just for what he does on the court, but for what he does in life. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he spends about a million dollars annually on his body. Yeah. And that's why at 33, he's still such an elite athlete. Mm. And he realizes that if he's going to perform at an NBA level for a long season, 82 games plus playoffs, and for the last eight years, he's been playing to the finals, mm-hmm. he knows that, you know what? I got to protect my body. Right. Okay. And he has so many things going on. He seems like he's a really good father and a good husband, like everything he does at a high level. Mm -hmm. So he understands the value of being healthy. Mm -hmm. Okay? And the thing is that mental health and physical health, they don't work in isolation. Leaders know this. Yeah. Absenteeism from work costs organizations billions of dollars. And this is because people are sick. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have a cold. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe they're tired. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just sick of being at work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, they feel stressed out. They're overwhelmed. And they make a decision, you know what, I need to rest my mind. Right. And you're going to find that a lot. Right. You know, uh, there's so many things that mental health plays a part in. Imagine you go to work and your boss is telling you you're not good enough. Right? In the previous episodes, we talked about grief. We yeah. talked about frustrations, pet peeves. Uh, keeping score the wrong way, triggers. Right, right. All these things, when they're continuously piled on top of you, yeah, they stress you out and they impact you psychologically and it affects your well-being. And you become at risk of developing some sort of mental illness. Mm-hmm. I look at it as everybody, anybody can catch a cold. Absolutely. At any time. Yeah. I've been sick in the summertime yeah. with a cold. Yeah. Anybody, everybody's at risk of some form of mental illness. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we have to be very careful in taking care of this thing Mm -hmm. so it doesn't destroy our relationships. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, I I would even go further and say, um, just like how, in a physical sense, there's there's people out there that are very attentive Mm -hmm. to their physical health. Right. So they're at the gym three, four times a week, eating properly. And then, you know, for those where they may have family members that even might be dealing with heart issues or diabetes, they're even more attentive. Yeah. Because they know that this illness can affect them. Okay? Absolutely. So... If you're not eating right, you can easily get diabetes at some point in your life because of the buildup. Yes. Okay? Again, it's the same thing with mental illness. Buildup 
of different things occurring within your life that is not addressed properly. Yeah. Properly. Those things can build up an illness where now it just comes heavy on you. Again, like somebody with diabetes, some may just start off with pills. Yeah. Right? Then there are those that have to automatically start getting injections. Right, the insulin, right? The insulin. Yeah. Exactly. Why? Because they didn't take note of it. They said, oh, I felt kind of off, but I I never really paid attention to it. Yeah, Until all of a sudden they're in ER. Yeah, yeah. Mental illness is the same way. And if you have family members that are already suffering from this, make sure you put the right things in place. Mm -hmm. Find that extra help for prevention. Absolutely. That's what it is. So do me a favor. Define, contrast mental health with mental illness. Okay. So what is mental health? Mm -hmm. It is a state of well-being in which every individual realizes his or own potential, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to her or his community. Right, so that's being um, healthy mentally. Exactly. You can make positive contributions to your surroundings. Absolutely. And you're making good decisions. Okay, and you could deal with the normal ups and downs of life. Absolutely. Because life happens. Exactly. Can you, re- can you react in a positive way to life happening? Exactly. Okay, so that means you're healthy. Right. Okay. And then mental illness refers to suffering, disability, or morbidity due to mental, neurological, and substance use disorders, which can arise due to the genetic, biological, or psychological makeup of individuals as well as adverse social conditions and environmental factors. Who you surround yourself with yes those deci- those definitions again are according to the world health organization right okay? so those are pretty thought out definitions absolutely right. first let us look at the most common types of situations that occur in marriages that can trigger mental illness mm-hmm. first one anxiety disorders this is fear about the future yeah okay mood disorders mm-hmm. schizophrenia or psychiatry Psychotic disorders, mm-hmm. okay? Dementia, mm-hmm. which can, most people see it as something that uh, shows up at towards the end of your life. Yeah. But it can actually even show up with individuals that are in their 30s and 40s. Yeah. And then eating disorders. Yeah. So what is anxiety or panic disorder? So anxiety disorder is basically repeated attacks of intense fear of something. Mm-hmm. Something bad happening or a sense of impending doom. So you're just constantly in this state that something terrible is about to happen. Yeah. And you're you're unprepared. Yeah. You're perpetually unprepared for something bad that's going to happen. Yeah. And it puts you in a place of dysfunction. You can't move. Yeah. You can't think. You can't operate. So you can't even respond to the normal occurrence of life. You know, that's the, the greatest definition of this. Um, because I myself have been diagnosed to be borderline is Mm. you know that feeling you get of when you're about to go on stage you know especially for leaders 
where it might be your first, second time, you're not quite comfortable of going on stage and speaking in front of people. Mm-hmm. That feeling you get right before you start speaking of where, oh, I hope I don't screw this up. Mm-hmm. Imagine feeling like that while you're sitting there on your bed before bed, before you fall asleep. Yeah. You probably don't fall asleep. Exactly. And then if you don't fall asleep, you're going to wake up in the same mood. Absolutely. Yeah. Or just having that randomly just show up in the middle of of your day. I mean, even myself, I've had moments where I would be sitting there working and then that feeling would just rush over me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. The next one, bipolar disorder. So, this is when your emotions kind of cycle between highs and lows. And they describe it as mania versus depressive states. Mm-hmm. So, in a, in a manic state, you're, there's extreme activity. There's heightened emotions. Yeah. And then in a depressive state, you're lethargic, you're sad. And these cycles just go up and down. They occur instantly. Right. Like, they just show up on you. Just randomly. You weren't expecting it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like you went outside and it was cloudy Mm -hmm. and then your mood changed. The sun's bright. You plan to go outside and Mm -hmm. then suddenly you're hit with this. Yeah. With this mood. You could even be completely dressed, ready to go, ready, ready to have a great day. Go do something simple. Maybe go hang out with somebody. That motivated you that morning. (laughs) All the Instagrams. Exactly. And And then all of a sudden. You just get this thought process that brings you right back down to that state. Right. The next one. So depression, this is a, it covers a wide range of conditions. Mm-hmm. But it's defined primarily by a persistent bad mood. Right. So you don't want to do anything. You have no interest in pursuing daily life. Mm-hmm. And that's really important because what do we do in our daily life? We wake up, we have breakfast, we go to work, we work, mm-hmm. we come home, we mm-hmm. have dinner, we mm-hmm. chill. Maybe do a hobby, go to bed. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Right. Eating becomes an issue. Right. Communication is an issue. Right. Right? Yeah. You don't want to work. Right. Like, you're, the, the way of getting your bread, you know, if you don't work, you don't get paid. But right. you don't even want to do that. Right. And that's, you know, you know even even being depressed. Even goals that you have set, you know, from long time, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you see yourself not going after those goals. And you're kind of wondering why and then you create excuses even as far as why you cannot reach those goals yeah i don't think they can hear me nodding my head to every point you're making but yeah you're 100% right yeah Yeah, yeah. you know you're trying to understand why you can't come up with reasons so then you just as you said you fall into that depressive you know you get demotivated Mm -hmm. and that's how it starts easily getting demotivated Mm -hmm. you're just going through daily task even though you just don't want to go through it right and as we're saying these definitions they're kind of giving you clues into what the symptoms are absolutely okay so you should probably we'll 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 get into those symptoms true to be more aware of the next one schizophrenia now schizophrenia is an interesting one because it's normally depicted as people hearing voices to hurt themselves or to hurt other people but that's not really accurate according to the definitions that we came across it's more of a defined lack of ability to distinguish reality. Yeah. Okay? And in this case, schizophrenia causes paranoia. Mm-hmm. And then you you tend to believe in these elaborate, really far-fetched, far-fetched, mm-hmm. out-of-the-world conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Okay? And at the end of the day, there's so many of these 
disorders yeah. to list. And you mentioned it, depending on where you are in life. Yeah. Like an eating disorder, that might affect a teenager in some, you know, you might, you might, you, might, you tend to attribute that to teenagers. Yes. And then dementia, you might attribute that to seniors. Yes. But along the entire spectrum, we're all at risk for any or all of these. Mm-hmm. And they don't occur in isolation. Mm-hmm. Like just because you have a headache. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you can't have a heart disease. Absolutely. Same idea. Just yeah. because you're depressed, you're not immune from schizophrenia or anxiety. Yes. Or any other mood well, disorders. A lot of them are very much connected. You know, just even listening to some of the the symptoms or the signs that that we will be sharing, it might even confuse you and you'll start thinking, Well, I have all of them. True. You know, and and so they are very connected and you can easily run from one to another depending on what's going on in your life in your life and depending on how many environments Mm -hmm. because you have a bad marriage, for example, Mm -hmm. your situation at work is terrible, Mm -hmm. Um, your relationship with your extended family is not the best. Right. So these are different environments that aren't necessarily identical. Yeah. But they're different in some ways and they impact you differently. Well, yeah, absolutely. So now you're burdened with all these different disorders. I mean, think about it. Even something as simple as, or let me not call it simple, even uh, a situation where you're having a hard time at work, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're being told that you're not working hard enough or you're not meeting deadlines and goals and 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 all of this and then here you are now having anxiety over your future right how am i going to feed my family how am i going to feed your family your spouse at home is getting upset with you because you're not coming home on time and you know you're you're staying at work way too late now she or he may not be giving it up Right, yeah, yeah. you know they don't. Your your spouse no longer wants to talk to you. You are missing your children's after school activities, games, and recitals, and and all of this. Yeah, and you love your family, so now you're getting down to that depressed state. You know what I mean? So they can all be connected. And now you know you're 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 creating these conclusions, these these conspiracies within your mind yes. of why people are against you. Yes. Oh, it's because I am a woman of color. Yes. Or and that may not be completely extreme, but you've cultivated this concept of why some of why they're giving me a hard time within the workplace, and why my 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 spouse at home is basically blocking me from enjoying life and enjoying our marriage. Yeah, you're touching a lot of great points. Absolutely, boo-boo. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, people are showing up to marriages sick. Yeah. <laughs> and that's an interesting statement. What I mean is that people are getting married Yeah. without fully assessing what they're getting into. Right. So it's kind of like people are showing up. So your marriage now becomes like a hospital with no doctor, yep. no triage, mm-hmm. no medicine. Mm-hmm. That's what marriages are. People are showing up with issues. Yeah. But there's no help. Thinking that they've arrived, that they've now covered all of their issues because the last thing 
on their, their list of goals and list of goals. accomplishments yeah. to find that dude, find that woman, settle down, find have their kids, partner, exactly. get that single house, four bedrooms, two court, two door garage. There and, you go, and you're good. Yeah, it's a lot more than that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, the thing is, when you get married, your first task is to discover each other. And that means you got to pay very close attention to behaviors. Yeah. Okay? For uh, my brother, he played professional ball in Europe. And one of the things that he would never do, he would never just go to an, any type of scrimmages or practices. Mm-hmm. Because if you sign a contract and it's only guaranteed if you show up healthy. Mm-hmm. You do not want to run the risk of showing, getting off a plane mm-hmm. in a foreign country, in a place where you probably don't speak the language, mm-hmm. and you're not ready to play basketball. Absolutely. You know, it's the same thing. Some people are showing up to marriages with mental illnesses that were never addressed. Mm-hmm. And now you have a spouse who has to deal with this. Yeah. And then they have their own thing. Yeah. So now both people are showing up. They're fusing this... They're creating this culture or this environment that's completely unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And eventually it's going to blow up. Now, when you get married, it's for better or for worse, sickness and in health. And, you know, unless a person is limping or carrying around oxygen masks or smoking 20 a day or having whiskey and fruit loop for breakfast, <laughs> then we think they're okay. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times they're not. Yeah. I read some stats and it says people are choosing to get married a lot later. Yes. The U.S. Census Bureau says... The average age of first marriage is twenty seven point four. Statistics Canada first says, huh? first, first marriage, marriage, right, right. Yes. Statistics Canada says it's thirty one for males and twenty eight for women, mm-hmm. and they're delivering their child at about thirty. Yes. So let's see. Okay. At thirty, yeah, you would have had about sixteen years or more uh-huh. of a whole lot of experiences. Right. Some of the bad ones: drugs, alcohol, sexual experiences, broken friendships, broken relationships, relation with parents. Dealing with school, being right. in the workforce, paying uh-huh. bills, facing financial issues, dealing with personal issues, health issues, sociopolitical yeah. issues, socioeconomic conditions, family history. Then you jump into a marriage with someone yeah. who has a similar bag. Yeah. And you pile that into a two-bedroom apartment <laughs> or a townhouse, whatever the case is, and yeah. then you throw children in the mix. Yeah. That's not really a great situation. But that's a lot of our situations yeah, amongst when, our generation when you actually put the writings on the wall that's that's when you're like whoa what in the world am i doing right you know but when you when you see the dude standing there and his haircut is clean and you know his his beard is chopped up nicely he's wearing a stain a stain free white crisp shirt <laughs> you know his yeah, kicks are popping match. and then you're looking at the size of his feet even come on ladies you know, size of feet. yes. Okay. Uh, listen, I thought we we're having a serious topic. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking we good. Okay, you ask okay, it. Okay. You know, you say okay. You can buy me a drink. We can have a dance or two, and then you go on a date with him, and he tells you he has a decent job. Yeah. He's he's an accountant. You're like okay. Where's your family from? Oh, we're from. You know, some beautiful suburban home. All right. You have any kids? Yeah, I have one child. How old is that child? If you're maybe in your 40s or even, you know, a little bit older, you're thinking, okay, his child's about 20. Mm, He may not really need me around. Or if he has no kids, 
some women, that's even better. Okay. You know? And then you're like, this man says she's cute. She's popping. Things are still tight and upright. You know? (laughs) (laughs) You're you're getting into a lot of details. But it's true. This is realistic. This is what goes on in people's minds. She's cute. You're, you're, You're imagining her without the red lipstick and the lashes coming off. And you think you can tolerate her in the morning. She's still gorgeous in the morning. Yeah. Then... Deeper things show up. The gloves come off. Exactly. The eyebrows come off. Because you never stepped into therapy. The bangs come off. (laughs) 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 So here's here's the thing. Imagine if vows were changed to uh, something like, do you you promise to take Jodine along with her lack of self-confidence, her frequent manic and depressive moments, her $100,000 student debt, (laughs) and her friends telling her what to do all the time, to be your lawfully wedded wife, to have and to hold until death do you part? Uh-huh. Or, do you promise to take Luke, along with his heightened fear of the future, his intense abuse of alcohol and illicit drugs, and the anger he holds against his parents, along with his misanthropy, to be your lawfully wedded husband? Mm-hmm. You'd probably be like, uh, I thought you said his name was, your name was Joe Dean. Or, is this the same Luke? Like, that's not the person that I went on date no, with. That's not the same dude that And that's not the guy that knew how to dance it up on the dance floor. Yeah, and that suit you're wearing doesn't say anything about, <laughs> about my dress. All of that. You know, this wedding venue. It's not telling me that story. Right. But then life happens mm-hmm. and you cannot deal with the normal circumstances of life. Yes. And that that's an issue. Absolutely. Yeah.